0: I know that's been a long time since I've had an episode. I went on a vacation that was kind of one of those vacations that absolutely changes your life completely. You know those experiences that I'm talking about. It's like you watch a movie, you read a book, you go on a trip, and all of a sudden you want to alter your life completely. And you don't view life the same way you did before this event experience vacation book occurred then you just have a completely different outlook on life so that's what i've been experiencing the past couple of weeks going to antarctica was a complete high of my life currently working through coming down from that high so imagine that like you're at the highest point of your life and then you're coming down from that but anyways i know my last episode was about Sobriety and quitting drinking, and I've actually had a lot of people reach out to me and ask me, or not even ask me, but thank me for the podcast and suggest that other people listen. I completely agree. I didn't quit drinking because I had a problem. Actually, I take that back. I will say that I had a problem, in the sense that I had a problem with how I felt with it, and I didn't like who I was when I was drunk, and I didn't like how I felt the next day. And so, what I wanted to talk about in this episode for my sober curious friends is what sobriety has been like. Today is January 16th. I started my sobriety on October 15th. How I got through all of that time between, I guess it was 90 some days now. Started my sobriety. It was kind of like a peak time. So like mid-October when everyone's gearing up for Halloween and then Thanksgiving and then the holidays. So largely a big drinking period, but what I decided was that there's always going to be something else and I'm never going to, there's never going to be a great time to quit. People were reaching out to me, asking me about my sobriety, asking why I became sober and applauding me for being sober. And so I wanted to make another episode just to dive into that a little more for some of my sober curious friends. Um, it is a tough decision to make, and it nothing's binding, especially when, like me, if you're quitting because you just don't like the way it feels, not necessarily because you have an issue with alcohol, um, just because you just don't want to do it anymore, which is a valid enough reason to quit, which is why I quit. But a little bit of my background with alcohol, I was always a social drinker. I never drank on my own. I didn't even have alcohol in the house for me to drink, like to pregame with. I would always have to go and get stuff. I never had something to make a cocktail with. I never bought a bottle of wine for myself. Those are just kind of the behaviors that I wanted to kind of outline before getting into the rest of the episode and kind of highlight that just because you don't have an issue with it doesn't mean that it is for you and that it's serving you. So I was a very social drinker in the sense that I only drank in groups. I only drank when I was out with people. I was kind of assessing why that was. And I realized that It's because I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy the way it tastes. I don't enjoy how I act when I'm drunk. And I don't enjoy the way that I feel when I'm hungover. And so the entire process of it really made no sense to me when I broke it down. Like, why am I doing this? And the root of it was What I decided is that the root of it was that I'm a people pleaser. I want people to enjoy being around me. And I thought that part of that equation of people wanting to be around me was alcohol. And kind of is true. Alcohol has brought a lot of people together. But I've found that that's not necessarily the case anymore, especially being that I'm 91 days sober. I started my sobriety on October 15th. And I decided to start it just because I woke up and decided I didn't want to be hungover ever again in my entire life. When I made that decision, I was really, really embarrassed to tell anybody because of a lot of the assumptions that I made when I was a drinker. Um, My experience with drinking is a lot like most other people in their 20s. All throughout college, I drank. I drank a little bit in high school. Even in college and high school, I didn't like it. It wasn't fun. I mean, it was fun when you first started trying it and you're like, oh, whoa, you can black out now. But even, like, when you kind of break that down, it's a little scary. I didn't like that you could just black out and all of a sudden be transported to a different moment in your life and have no recollection of what happened. Like, yeah, it's super cute, quirky, and fun to talk about with your girlfriends and assess the next day, but also at the same time, it's kind of horrifying and quite frankly, a little embarrassing. That was my relationship with it in in college. I was your typical sorority girl getting drunk at frat parties and at the bars. I never really thought twice about becoming sober just because it was so ingrained in your stereotypical college experience, your stereotypical Greek life experience. And those were both experiences that I truly wanted to have an authentic experience with. Would I go back and change anything about it? Absolutely not. I'm very glad for the experiences that I had in college. They weren't all revolved around alcohol, but the experiences that I did have with alcohol happened. And again, I wouldn't go back and change it. But anyways, so in college was definitely a party girl and I didn't really have any anticipation of becoming sober. And The people that I did know or what sobriety really meant to me when I was a drinker was that you had an issue with it and you couldn't figure out how to live like everybody else. And if you break that down a little bit, that's kind of really harsh. Like alcohol has very toxic properties. It is not good for you and you're not supposed to be digesting it. Alcohol literally has ethanol in it, which ethanol fuels jet engines and jet planes and you're putting that into your body so no shit you can't cooperate properly with alcohol like no one can it's you're not supposed to it's literally toxic it's poison in my brain I was just like wow that person must have really messed up their life in order to not be able to drink anymore Never once did I really consider that it might be the individual's choice to not drink and that they might be happier without it and that they might function more optimally without it and that they might be able to wake up on a Sunday and not have the Sunday scaries. Those thoughts never really occurred to me until I graduated college and I was still partying pretty much, if not more, than I was in college. I was definitely partying more my first year out of college than I was in college. But anyways, I was going out all the time and I didn't like the way I felt. I was gaining weight in my face and in my body. I was lethargic. I couldn't do things I was normally able to do. And I just felt overwhelmingly groggy. There was really no escaping that feeling. But at the same time, I couldn't stop doing it because I just moved to a new city and needed to make friends. And the only thing that I could think of that other 20-year-olds enjoy doing is drinking, going to the bars. So that's how I made the majority of my friends. Obviously, when you meet people doing something like drinking or if you meet someone doing anything, there's a high likelihood that if you meet someone doing something that you're also doing, they probably enjoy doing that shared thing that you're both doing and so that became my common shared interest with a lot of these people that I was meeting was alcohol and it was all fine and dandy until I was like all right I genuinely dislike this I don't like drinking I don't like the way it feels and I contemplated quitting and I wanted to be one of those people that you could just go out and get one drink I tried I genuinely tried just doing the one drink policy but let me tell you what peer pressure gets to you and it got to me almost every single time because as soon as you have one you're being asked to get another and it just becomes this whole thing that I was very bad at so hey maybe you can be the person that has the one drink policy never worked for me and so I decided after a night of drinking that I was done And that it was no longer for me, it wasn't serving me, and that I didn't have to answer to anybody else about it other than me. As soon as I reframed my mindset about alcohol and about what drinking really meant, I became more accepting of the idea that sobriety is definitely for me. I think sobriety is kind of a weird term to use even, just because it has a strange connotation to it. But I decided to stop drinking, ultimately. And as soon as I quit drinking, I kind of realized how much other people's lives revolve around drinking. And I kind of got to thinking to how sad that really is and how I really didn't want my life to be like that and how I wanted to have hobbies and ambition and goals. And it's really hard to do that when your main focus revolves around alcohol. After I decided that... I was done drinking and I came to terms with it. I then had to come to terms with telling other people that I had quit drinking, which being the people pleaser that I am was very, very, very difficult for me. And I tried to hide it for a while. So for instance, my coworkers and I are pretty close. We would go out all the time after work, get drunk with each other, and that was kind of just the thing that we did. And I was mostly afraid of telling them that I was done drinking because I was afraid that they weren't going to invite me out anymore. And so the first couple times that we went out after I decided that I quit drinking, I would kind of mosey over to the bar after everyone else had made their way there and I would try and find some sort of non-alcoholic beverage so that I would at least look like I'm drinking. I remember my very first experience was so debilitating. I went out with my team that I normally have drink with and they've all seen me drinking and acting intoxicated and they had all ordered. I was in the back of the group and I hadn't ordered and they were all Waiting for me to say something. And so I just ordered a water for the time being. And the bartender refused to just give me a water. He tried to make me this drink that I really assured him that I did not want. He was like, Oh, come on, you'll like it. You'll like it. Just give it a try. And so I literally had to tell him in front of all of my coworkers that I was now sober. It was a really weird, uncomfortable feeling because. It wasn't the way that I wanted to present that information, but at the same time, I'm kind of glad that it is just because I don't know how I would have facilitated that conversation otherwise. I remember the initial reactions were kind of all along the same page, but why did you decide to do it why are you stopped drinking i just saw you drinking the other day the list really goes on and on but it was no one being like oh okay it was pretty much just like oh are you just doing a sober october or are you doing blah 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 are you sober for 30 days is there a time frame when are you planning on drinking again? All of those sorts of questions. I never really prepared myself for what I was going to say to these people. And I still am kind of working on that. But luckily for me, I now everyone that I go out with knows that I'm sober and I don't have to explain it very much anymore. But the initial reactions were not as supportive as I was expecting. I guess I was expecting it. So which is why I didn't want to say it. But anyways, the initial reactions to telling people that I've quit drinking were not shockingly unsupportive, not unsupportive, but kind of questioning you're 24 years old and you quit drinking. That's Are you, what's going on? And so those were a lot of the types of questions that I was getting. And now it's kind of insane to see the absolute shift in those questions and those statements and how other individuals had made me feel and it makes me reevaluate that initial moment when i shared that i stopped drinking i don't think that anyone was asking those questions because they thought that i had a terrible relationship with alcohol or that they thought i had an issue with alcohol or that it was really any of their business per se and i don't think that they were they had any negative motives asking any of the questions. I just think that they really didn't know what to ask or what to say when you say that you've stopped drinking because naturally people are very curious and especially they're very curious over things that they don't know much about such as sobriety in your 20s. A lot of people don't choose to do that. And so looking back on that experience when I first shared that I was sober, it makes sense to me why there was so many questions. But now I just spent the weekend with some of those same coworkers in New Hampshire, and it was a weekend full of drinking for most of them. I kind of made a joke of, like, oh, maybe I'll have some beer and everyone was kind of just like no don't like don't waste your sobriety you've you've gone so far like why would you break it now and so it's become a lot more of a supportive feeling that these people care about me and they care about what I'm doing and they don't they want to see me continue this they want to see me prosper with this for whatever reason and maybe that reason is just they care about me and they they know that this is important for me and they don't want me to break my sobriety for something stupid. It's really this heartwarming feeling that kind of makes me want to cry a little bit because these people that were virtually strangers, not six months ago that were questioning my sobriety 90 days ago are now the ones that are supporting me and encouraging me and saying that it's not worth it for a weekend away with your friends to just start drinking again. It's not worth it. And that just speaks volumes to how much I think other people also acknowledge that drinking's not great for you and that it's best to get ahead of it and best to quit when you decide that you want to quit. It's honestly just been such an empowering feeling to have that support. I've had it from the get-go with a lot of my good friends from college. I remember... The first event that I went to that I decided that I had quit drinking, it was a Halloween bar crawl with my friends at Mackenzie and Savina in Atlanta. This was the first event that I was surrounded by people drinking and the entire Premise of the event was a bar crawl. Again, circling back to how a lot of events are actually centered around alcohol, especially as an adult. Happy hours, bar crawls, you name it, it's about alcohol. Anyways, and so we went to this bar crawl, and I remember being at the pregame, and I was like, I don't know if I this is something that I can actually do, because it's just so isolating being in a room And not having something to drink in your hand, not having like a fun little beverage that everybody else is having, not necessarily being drunk, because again, I'm an extrovert. I get all my energy from other people and I really have a fine time being at a party and not knowing anybody and going up and talking to people that I don't know and that I don't know if I have anything in common with and just being myself. I have no problem doing that without alcohol. The factor for me that was so difficult is just feeling isolated and feeling like I want to be drinking something fun. Everybody has these, everyone has these cute little cocktails that they're drinking for Halloween time, and I feel very left out (laughs) that I don't. And so my friend Emma and her boyfriend Julian were hosting this pregame and they got me hooked on this drink called Fresca. And I know I'm not hip to it, but I'm obsessed with it now. And now that is my go-to pregame drink of choice, it's Fresca. And truly, it's amazing. It's similar to Sprite, but it's better than Sprite. That's kind of what I got onto. And they, Julian and Emma gave me Fresca in the hopes that I would feel a little bit more included by having a canned beverage in my hand during a pregame, which genuinely it did help. Just having something in your hand helps that's not water because people are like, why are you drinking water? Having them be so supportive from the get go and being like, it's not worth it for you to drink at this. Like, you're so strong and brave for doing this. Like, you need to just follow through on it. After that first experience and that bar crawl in Atlanta. And let me just tell you, I had a great time. I had an amazing. Amazing time. We ended up meeting this group of guys that we ended up hanging out with and it was a great time. I was completely sober and we were talking, dancing, meeting all these new people and it was so much fun. I remember every single bit of it and I woke up the next morning not hungover. That's kind of what kept me going was my friends being so supportive at the beginning and not trying to peer pressure me into it and be like, oh, come on, just like one. They were so supportive from the get go. And that kind of just allowed for the ball to keep rolling into my life at home and into my life with my friends in Boston. And I think that that experience and it being so positive was truly fundamental for me continuing my decision to quit drinking. I'm very, very lucky to have such great friends that support that, and now great coworkers, also friends that have continued to support me in my sobriety. Some other things that I wanna talk about because a lot of people ask me, How do you stay in a room with people that are drunk? And how do you go out when people are still drunk? My answer to that is similar to what I said before is I'm an extrovert. I get my energy from other people. And so when you're at a pregame with people and you're getting drunk with them, quote unquote, getting drunk, you're watching them get drunk, you're feeding off their energy that whole time. And so it's like I'm also getting that experience of getting drunk and getting loud and getting energetic that's largely like I feed off of other people. And so I'm just reflecting what they're giving me. That's been a lot of my experiences and it's been completely normal. I'll have fun. I'll be dancing. We'll make jokes. And that's pretty much it. Like I've had no difficulty with my friends pre-gaming going out. The only difficulty that I have had is... I'm sober and my friends are at a bar and they ask me to meet up with them. And I meet up with them and they're all absolutely shit faced. And I cannot hold a conversation with them. In that scenario, no, I cannot. And I hate that. And I will never put myself in a scenario like that again. But though those two situations are very different because it's difficult to feed off of people that are already drunks. Energy, you can't really match that. So, those experiences. And like I said, I was really worried about people not including me and not inviting me out going forward. But it's honestly never been an issue. I've never felt excluded by my friends because I don't drink. And they always are willing to go up to the bar and order me a water or a soda, sometimes a Red Bull if I look kind of tired. But honestly, having such supportive friends has been, has made my decision to not drink so much easier. The only caveats with not drinking, and I won't even call them caveats, but the only difficulties that lie with drinking is that just because your life no longer revolves around alcohol doesn't mean that other people's lives have stopped revolving around alcohol. And so you still have to respect their decision to drink and their decision to black out and talk with them through some of the decisions that they made while drunk and in those events, it's really hard for me to bite my tongue and say, Hey, you know, you, you just stop drinking. You wouldn't have this issue, especially with people that have that I know struggle with mental health issues. And with drinking, I just think that it's not a combination that should be made, especially at our age. Like you're 24 years old, 25 years old. I don't think that alcohol and people that struggle with mental health really are a great combination just because It is difficult and it's hard, and you make decisions that you don't necessarily want to make, and then you beat yourself up, and your mental health takes a toll from it. I highly recommend to just maybe stray away from it for a little while, see how you feel. But I'm not telling anyone that they should stop drinking. I think everyone should stop drinking, but it is difficult to watch your friends continue to make decisions that revolve heavily around drinking and watch them make bad decisions while they are drinking. You can only stop bad decisions when you're with them, obviously. And so hearing about them is kind of tough. Another difficult thing that uh, kind of arises from not drinking is that when you go on dates or when you try and meet up with people, very casual to just say, hey, let's go grab drinks. So then kind of gets out there pretty early on that, you don't drink and it's just tough. And so I also don't drink coffee, which makes it even more difficult because people will ask, Oh, well, then let's grab a cup of coffee. All right, let me just grab my hot chocolate. So I don't drink, don't drink coffee. So lethal combo, I guess. But, anyways, I think that those are largely like the only difficulties that I really faced. 90 days out, I'm feeling great. My skin looks amazing. I'm losing a ton of weight and I didn't really drink that much before. So for those of you that drink more than three times a week, I'm telling you, you'll you'll lose a ton of weight, you'll save a bunch of money, and you'll have a lot more energy. When I moved here, I was tired all the time. And now I have energy to do things, and I get really, really good sleep. And I just... Overall, it's kind of crazy. It feels like I'm living a very different life, largely because I am. But my life is just not centered around alcohol anymore. And it feels really liberating to say that I have hobbies that exist outside of drinking and going out. Obviously, I love going out with people. And one of my favorite hobbies is going out with people. And if that involves drinking for them, that's fine. But I just like being around people. It's one of my favorite things to do. I enjoy talking to people. I enjoy just being around people. And so if that means going out with them to bars, that's fine. I really could care less where we go. I just enjoy being around them. Um, Some things that I discovered about myself since I quit drinking are that I really enjoy learning and I miss learning. And so I want to try and figure out a way to start learning again and want to utilize the podcast to learn again, because the whole premise of aspiring adult was to learn about how to be an adult by doing some research, interviewing people that are also my age to have discussions about things that we may not know much about. So I want to get back onto doing that. I really want to get back into doing art in college and during quarantine painted a lot. And so I want to get back into really nourishing that creative side of my brain and utilizing a lot more of my creative brain than normal or than I was previously. I also want to maintain my healthy relationship with fitness and working out. Last year I ran a marathon and I swore to myself that I would never run a marathon ever again. But I think I might compromise on that and run a half marathon this year. So we'll see about that. I also am considering doing a triathlon, but I have no bike. Lots of things to consider. But getting back into these hobbies, things that I enjoy are positive things that make me feel good. And I'm very excited about it. And I'm able to do that because... I'm not spending all of my time drinking or being hung over. It's honestly just something that I have to look forward to and that I'm excited to continue doing. And I don't foresee myself going back to drinking ever. Not that I won't have a celebratory champagne toast on New Year's Eve eventually or things like that, because there's never going to be a time when I drink and it really just sets me off and I get back into drinking. At least I don't think there will be, but for the foreseeable future, I don't see myself drinking. Yeah. So I hope this episode allows for more clarity for some of my sober curious friends and hopefully inspires other people to potentially stop drinking. But I also wanted to end on an excerpt from Quit Like a Woman by Holly Whitaker Uh, It's about the radical choice to not drink in a culture obsessed with alcohol. We are living in a time in history where more and more women are waking up to their infinite potential and calling out the systems that hold them down and keep them quiet, submissive, sick, second to, voiceless and out of power. We have so much more socio-economical and political clout than ever before. The movements started by women of color the lgbtqia community and radical feminists have gained considerable momentum and we have reached a tipping point more of us are aware of the terms of our own oppression and our own complicity in the oppression of others. Words like misogyny, patriarchy, tone policing, white privilege, and gaslighting have become more common lexicon. Women, now more than at any other time in history, are conscious of our collective subjugation. And yet... And yet, this is also the time in which women are drinking more than we ever have before. Between 2002 and 2012, the rates of alcohol addiction among women rose by 84%, as in it nearly doubled. 1 in 10 adult American women will die an alcohol-related death. And from 2007 to 2017, alcohol-related deaths among women rose 67%, as opposed to 29% among men. It is a time of radical progression in almost every area of our collective experience and at a time of unprecedented rates of addiction coupled with an almost gross ambivalence toward our personal and societal relationship with alcohol. Here's a time in history where the future is female, the wine is pink, the yoga classes serve beer, and the death toll rises. Here's a time in history where the masses of women fill the streets to protest against external oppression, then celebrate or cope or come down from it all with a glass of self-administered oppression. With that closing remark, drinking does a lot more than we kind of realize or care to admit has a lot of power over us and I really truly think that escaping from that cage that alcohol puts you in is probably the best choice that you can make and especially when you kind of step outside of drinking and realize how much life revolves around alcohol it's kind of sickening Especially when you realize that these large alcohol corporations are just pumping out this alcohol targeted towards women and the absolute insane rise in death tolls because of alcohol related deaths. And we're just dismissing and ignoring that. Even worse, these large alcohol companies see the rise in alcoholism in women and are targeting women and targeting various demographics based on their alcohol consumption even though the death toll is rising, even though the addiction rate is rising. And it's so upsetting to see. And it just makes me sick to my stomach to realize that that was something that I was partial to. But again, I cannot recommend enough that a break from alcohol, even if it is just for a short period of time, can help create some clarity for you. And I hope that this podcast and my previous podcast can provide enough insight for you to decide whether quitting drinking is for you or something that you would be interested in doing. So I hope that all my sober curious friends actually contemplate and try sobriety because I do think that it is worth it. Well, thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.